The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now, and let's get into the podcast. Tonight, the latest from the tragedy at Dreamworld. We'll go to the Gold Coast in a moment. Sturlo is here. Danny Green will join us as his fight with Anthony Mundine is finally locked away. A rugby league official is sacked in disgrace, and another day, another cricketer has a whinge. Welcome to the Rush And yes, we are a sports show primarily, but when we get things like this, uh, we will devote some time. uh, Just every parent's worst nightmare, although uh, anyone who's been to a theme park, Sterlo, as I say hello to you, there is risk involved, and you you just think, I just, (laughs) I I hope this is okay. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that, Dan. The last thing I think when I go to a theme park is that I'm in any danger. Um, yeah. <laughs> the last thing you'd ever think that you're not coming home. It's a terrible news this afternoon. In fact, when I left to come into the studio, um, there'd been three confirmed fatalities. Now you're telling me that that there is four. Uh, terrible, terrible news coming out of there where people go to have fun and enjoy themselves and Leave with a smile on their face, and that hasn't happened. Let's go straight to the Gold Coast now. Bianca Stone is a Seven News reporter. Uh, Bianca, as we, as we say hello, what happened? Well, look, uh, we're not really sure what happened. I can tell you there's some very grim scenes at Dreamworld. I can confirm that four people have lost their lives at this theme park today. They were on the Thunder River Rapid Ride, which is uh, a rapid ride, one of the oldest rides at Dreamworld. They were strapped into a raft when it overturned and trapped them inside. Paramedics worked on all of those people for some time, but sadly we have seen that fleet of paramedics and ambulances leave the theme park without anyone inside. We understand that the, the staff at the theme park immediately tried to save these people. In fact, other witnesses, we understand, also jumped in and tried to get oh these God. people out. There are unconfirmed reports that they may have been sucked into the machinery somehow oh uh, and trapped God. underwater. It's a very, very grim scene. We've seen people walking out of the theme park crying, hugging their children. Um, what was probably supposed to be a fun day of entertainment and enjoyment has really turned to tragedy for the entire theme park who's been affected by this. Now, this ride, the Thunder River Rapids ride, I'm looking at a picture here and it's it's on a big tube and there's chairs inside. It's unimaginable to think that um, there could be a tragedy like this. I understand there's been issues in the past. This ride had problems earlier today. One witness told us she was on it this morning when it broke down. She's horrified that this has happened. She said the ride should have been taken offline at that stage when it broke down this morning and, oh and now that you know people were back on the ride, it was allowed to go ahead and, uh, and, and this tragedy has happened where four people have lost their lives at one of Australia's biggest theme parks and, and you know one of Australia's safest theme parks too. It wasn't even uh, one of the, the adrenaline rides. It wasn't one of the big rides. It, it was a family ride that families go on every single day. I know the ride well. It's been closed for a lot of years for maintenance and, uh, and, and now reopened to this tragedy. So <clears throat> just horrible scenes. But I'm going to have to leave it there because I've got some more reporting to do for 7 News. Absolutely. Thank you, Bianca. We appreciate it. Well done. Thank you very Thank much. You.
Uh, news is coming through, Sturlo, is uh, the four people, their age between 32 and f- somewhere in their 40. So it would appear, thankfully, no kids. Uh, and I'm looking at a picture here. Now, this is going to have to be explained in, in great detail, and it obviously will. It looks as though this apparatus has flipped before the ride even begins. So this is a very strange... Well, obviously, it's very strange. It goes without saying. But um, but this is a water ride, and the accident appears to have happened before the ride even got to the water. I've been on the ride, Dan. Um, I've been on the same ride overseas as well. Mm. And uh, again, as the, uh, our reporter just pointed out, it's not one of those you know adrenaline rides where you... You know, you're elevated way up into the air and, and things, you know, look dangerous. This is one that I think basically operates kind of along a conveyor belt and, you know, with the water there. Look, it's just terrible. Um, I, I guess news will come out as to how these four people are related, if at all, mm. whether they were together or, you know, part of a family or whatever. But just ter- terrible news. You just, it, it's, it's hard to get your head around that a, a day out at a theme park um, could end this way. All right, we'll have session about 15 minutes. With, with There's just been a press conference, so there'll be more details. But um, we'll get on with the show. We'll do a bit of sport after this. It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M Rush Hour, we do it for Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps and expert tips from the people at Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sturlo here with Dan. We'll have more from the Gold Coast shortly. Uh, what's your reaction, Sturlo, to Green Mundine? Firstly, they're going at it again, both in their 40s, and secondly, at Adelaide Oval, of all places. Well, Adelaide Oval doesn't really concern me. Like, a boxing ring's a boxing ring. I, I don't really care where it's at, I suppose. I, I probably w- won't go to the fight, but I'll, I'll watch it. Just because I think it's easy to watch something where you've got two guys in a ring who genuinely don't like each other. Um, and this, you know, the, the talk now, what a decade. I think they, they met in 2006. It uh, doesn't seem all that long ago, but when you think back, it's, you know, it's 10 years of talk. And um, I can imagine there's going to be a lot of talk between now and, and, and the fight as well. So well, th- there'll be plenty of hype around it and that'll get me in. Well, there'll have to be. I mean, Danny will be joining us in 25 minutes. Uh, to think that Mundine is a Sydney personality okay, and, and who had some tentacles in Melbourne, did, did well there in Brisbane. Danny's obviously a Perth boy. I'm just wondering why the South Australian government Maybe they've done their research on this and maybe they think they can fill Adelaide over. But when the two fought 10 years ago, when they were both in their prime and uh, it was at Allianz Stadium and they got 26,000 and a massive pay-per-view audience, but 26,000 in an, in, in, an, in an arena in a city where they were both familiar, oh, it just seems strange to me. I mean, I know Adelaide's a wonderful venue, but it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I think they'll get more than that. And I think, you know, when you think of Adelaide in relation to those two other um, capital cities you mentioned, there probably are less sporting events that do take place there, mm. and with all due respect. Um, so, I, you know, the, I guess the government saw this as an opportunity to get something that will be pretty high profile by then. And as I say, it will generate a lot of interest 
and uh, they'll be hoping that that um, translates into to people going along and obviously paying their money and financially being a, a viable option. Now, you're on Team Green, aren't you, because he's a, he's a Parramatta he's a para boy. He's a He's I am. I, look, I don't quite understand Boxing Dan to the extent. I, the federations confuse me. I just think that there shouldn't be there should be just like one if you're the best heavyweight boxer in the world then you're the best heavyweight boxer in the world not in the WB the WBF the W whatever it is um, that confuses me I've got to say Dan not just on another tangent I saw Kostya Zoo's son um, interviewed the other day yeah I thought it was Kostya Zoo <laughs> he is he looks so like his father he makes Nathan Cleary and Ivan Cleary look unrelated I saw Kostya once right in when he was in his prime at Westfield Shopping Town he's the widest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Not particularly tall, but he's just wide and thick. Well, I sat next to Frank Bruno, the the English boxer in a casino in Leeds. I sat next to him and I was four seats away. His shoulders were that wide. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we will speak to Danny in about 25 minutes. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim, you're going to get 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new Sim. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their more for fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. I love data.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, Stella, we've had, let's count how many cricketers have been uh, really revealing secrets this week. We had Michael Clark with his book. Uh, Shane Watson responded, so that's two. Simon Kadich on the weekend, although I'm not, I don't think he really wanted any part of that, but as we would have done if we were broadcasting and we had him there, we would have got his response. So that's three. Mitchell Johnson. And now Brett Jeeves, a first-class cricketer, I think played a sprinkling of games for Australia. Now he's come out and had a crack. That's five players in the last week. What do you make of cricketers just divulging secrets from the dressing room? Yeah, it, not in the same category, but Usman Khawaja and, and Ed Burns both came out and, and spoke about the Sri Lankan tour as well um, in, different, in different ways. Um, look, yeah, look, I'm old school. Stays, what happens in the shed stays in the shed. Um, but I suppose when a book comes out and you are mentioned in there, then you do have a right of reply, and, and that certainly applies to Shane Watson. Um, it's all good fodder, I suppose, and people see things from different perspectives, but um, it's, it's, it's all a little bit unusual. I haven't read the book as yet, but it's I, I probably will sit down at some stage and read Clarkie's um, take on things. Doesn't this he said, he said, does, doesn't it all make them look like children? I understand what you're saying. You've got to defend yourself. But uh, Jeeves today, and he it's a great piece, actually, that he wrote, I think, for the Fox website. And well, what's he said? What's uh, He talks about a moment in Cape Town. So he's there. He was a replacement bowler, and um, he was on a... 
road. He was on one side of the road, uh, and Clark and his then-girlfriend, Lara Bingle, were on the other side. They walked across, walked straight past him, didn't say hello. Uh, maybe he'd even stop at the halfway point for a chat uh, between the two highways, but uh, he just walked on by. Uh, it was sort of this sort of thing, oh, we didn't say hello to me uh, thing. Oh, so, I'm assuming that's not in the book. <laughs> no, uh, this is Brett, yeah, who no, I that's... think writes stuff for Fox. He actually right. does some pretty decent commentary. But then he goes on, and on you know, another, another stu- thing about uh, Australian cricket. Uh, when he was selected and he was a replacement for the injured Doug Bollinger, flew across to Johannesburg. No one was waiting for him at the airport. (laughs) So he had to get his own cab. And then when he turned up at the ground, they wouldn't let him in the ground because they didn't know who he was. And then he walks into the dressing room. (laughs) He walks into the dressing room. And the first response, Brett Jeeves walks into the dressing room. What are you doing here? (laughs) Dan... If those things happen to me, I wouldn't want anyone else to <laughs> no, know about it. No. Anyway, it's an interesting piece, but uh, again, another day, another cricketer letting That's off all steam. Means. All right, well, this, we'll have more after this. Rush Hour, Triple M. Now on the Rush Hour, when athletes attack. Ah! Well, just, 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 Good question. That's usually one of the top questions I get when an interview starts. You know, what do you eat for breakfast? Uh, Omelets, uh, mushrooms, uh, uh, you know, onions, ham. What's that for of all your omelets in breakfast? But you sound like pretty fragile. I mean, you have been injured in your clavicle, your arms, uh, everywhere. Well, what happens? Listen, 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 that's not polite. <laughs> Say something funny again, boy. Say something funny. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm done. The Rush Hour. Yeah, don't mess with Randy Orton, oh, WWE star. I'll bet she wished that after he'd asked me about fre- breakfast, the next question had been about lunch or dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we had Maroon, the great Maroon, where was hosting a show, and Ric Flair, the wrestler, came in, and I said to Maroon, Let, let's ham this up. I think I was, pro- I was producing, and he was hosting, and I said, uh, tell him that he's a second-rate Hulk Hogan. Just keep saying that to him. <laughs> and he did, and he kept saying it, and he kept saying it. So Flair obviously jumps across the console and tackles Maroon into the, uh, uh, onto the deck, and it was quite funny. Except when Maroon got up, uh, his glasses were in three pieces. <laughs> this is the uh, rush hour on Triple M. So you can call wrestling fake, but don't say it to their face. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Okay, so people get very excited about this or very interested in this, Sturlo. The Channel 9 commentary team for next week's first test. Yes, next Wednesday. So you've got Melbourne Cup Tuesday, cricket on Wednesday. This is the Channel 9 team for the first test against South Africa. Shane Warne, Ian Chappell, Michael Slater... Ian Healy, Mark Taylor, Mark Nicholas, Michael Clark, and Kevin Peterson. Uh, missing, no Bill Laurie. Uh, we expect to see him in Melbourne. Hmm. We already knew no Mike Hussey or Brett Lee. 
and no James Brayshaw. So there we go, everyone. There's the Channel 9 commentary team for next week. I like Kevin Peterson. Yes. Uh, the, the stuff I've heard from him, and obviously Shane Warne is he's, he's very, very good at the intricacies of the game. But, yeah, Peterson's uh, he's been a little bit of a breath of fresh air as well, so I look forward okay, to it. Okay, what do you do? Okay, you've got Warne, you've got Clark, and you've got Peterson. They all like each other. Do you put them together or do you separate them? Uh, I'd ha- I don't know. I'd have to sit down and have a look. I, I think you separate yes. them in yeah in relation to yeah what session, what's happening. You rotate them around. Um, they're all they all very incisive. Have a, have a great knowledge of the game, but more so the tactics of the game. So you don't put that all together. You put that more with colour people and 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 really make a feature of of the tactical talk from those individuals. And don't forget, Triple M is the home of uh, some of the test matches this year, starting with the Gabba Day night of December fifteen. Let's do this. Save eighty nine dollars on your gym membership with zero dollars joining fee. Visit jets.com.au right now. This is the Triple M Rush Hour Live Sports Update. America Corabetti has been confirmed on the Wallaby Spring Tour squad. What a what a rise. It's been 11 years since someone debuted for the Wallabies before playing Super Rugby. That being Tatafu Pilota now. He's playing for the Storm four weeks ago. Meantime, this time yesterday, we were playing former Wallaby uh, and commentator Rod Kafer's blow-up, calling for referee Nigel Owens to never officiate another test. Well, Kafer has taken that back a little in a piece on the Fox website. However, he maintains Owens was very poor. Sheffield Shield, the main interest really is whether... Uh, Mitchell Star-, Star can get through unscathed. Can Sean Marsh bat effectively despite a crook hamstring? And can Usman Kawaja and or Joe Burns do enough to get back into the test team after being dropped in Sri Lanka? Well, so far, none of those questions appear to have been answered because the Blues are batting against Queensland. So no Stark, uh, nor uh, Kawaja and Burns at the, uh, at the batting crease. The NRL has cancelled the registration of Peter O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan, a recruiter, of course, who was part of the Melbourne Storm in the early stages of their rampant salary cap cheating, was a subject of the probe which involves Eddie Hayson. And the AFL draw comes out in a couple of days. One thing that's certain, I think you like this, Sturlo, the grand final certainly will remain at 2.30. Yeah, OK, I'm, I'm happy with that. I... <laughs> Hang on, have we had chats before where we like the day grand final? Ah, yeah. But I can understand, you know, let's not get into that chat again as to why it's on later and, you know, people watching and numbers and that. I think we all grew up watching the 3 o'clock kickoff. It would be nice to see that, but there are reasons why we, we don't see it. Just going back to the Pudro song, does, is there any mention of of why? Like, I, I know that there was the relationship with Hayson and there'd been plenty of money put into an account over many years or like an interaction there but is there a reason as to here's, why? Here's the full uh, press release. The NRL said today it has cancelled the registration of Sydney Roosters official Peter O'Sullivan. A spokesman said Mr O'Sullivan had been given the opportunity to respond to a notice of intention to cancel his registration back in August yep. and the quote says the NRL has considered Mr O'Sullivan's response and determined that his registration will be cancelled, taking effect immediately. The spokesman said the NRL would not be commenting any further on the matter. OK, we'll read about more tomorrow, obviously. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. That was a sports update for Jets 24-Hour Fitness. Danny Green is going to join us. Always entertaining. It is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Triple M Rush hour and we're better Sturlow than to have the mundane green fight in Adelaide <laughs> that's the shock of today's announcement
Well, it's the city of churches. I'm expecting this to be a religious experience. So, <laughs> and it's because we've been waiting. We've been waiting quite a while, obviously. Oh uh, well, he's on. Danny's on the line. He's, we've been waiting for this fight to happen, and and finally it's here. Hello, mate. G'day, boys. How are you? How the how did we get the South Australian government to fork out this money? This is brilliant for you and Chalk. I can't believe Adelaide. Well. Me and Chalk don't see eye to eye, that's no secret. He wanted Sydney, I wanted Perth or Melbourne, and then Adelaide events, South Australian events came to us with an offer and we kind of went, hang on, let's have a look at this, let's just explore the options. We went down and met them, and to be honest, we bought in straight away because the excitement and, and genuine um, enthusiasm which we, in, in which they thought they're going to be able to put this event on, we couldn't help, help but be, it was, it was kind of infectious, you know, and... They've shown this fight and the event a hell of a lot of respect. Danny, 10 years. You just mentioned you don't see eye to eye with, with Chalk and um, there's been plenty of talk and plenty of conjecture. Why has it taken so long for this to take place? Ask him, Sterlo. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what would he say? He'll, give you, he'll, he'll feed you some corned beef. So he'll, he'll run the same shit that he always says <laughs> and he'll tell you that, oh, look, man, I want to get down it, down it, down it. I want to, I'm surprised he hasn't gone down a featherweight. He was that terrified of me he's gone down a, to, to junior middleweight. I don't think it's that great an accomplishment. He shit his pants so he moved down to weight divisions. <laughs> well, I think Danny realises he's on Triple M here. I don't think he'd get away with that on some of the AM stations. Right, last fight, you fought at 86. <laughs> he fought at 69. Now, if I got this right, you've agreed at 83. Well, I weighed in at 85. Uh, a little under 85 last I'm saying this is an unbelievable bit of negotiating, Danny, that you've basically got it at your weight just a touch under. Well, let's be honest. It was his choice to go that weight. I didn't make that choice. And, and, and he, he's, he's, I've never weighed 90 kilos in my life. And he weighed 90 when he was playing first grade rugby. So he's been a bigger bloke than me naturally at some stages in his life. And it was his choice. We, we, made the, we made the fight 83. Now, he could get to 87 if you want to, no problem. But it's his choice to fight at whatever way he wants to. The weight's 83. I've got to come down. I've still got to come down. Not a great deal, but because yeah. I've been watching what I do and I haven't had many frothies in the last couple of years at all, so I've really been watching what I'm doing. But it's his choice. I, I don't, you know, if he wants to fight at 71, Beautiful. 75, 79, doesn't matter. Don't bother me. You want to be a fool and fight the weight, go for it. But it's your choice, mate. The weight's 83 and that's fair. What's the fight mean to you, Danny? means a lot. I can't wait to be in the change rooms after the fight, after all the hard work's done and the enjoyment of doing what I'm going to do and um, just, you know, enjoying it and, and, and hopefully it's a great atmosphere. Look, Chuck's a great competitor. He's been great for the for the sport. He's been great for... I mean, our rivalry has been good for each other, make no make no mistake. And, you know, he's been a fierce competitor um, in rugby league and he's been a fierce competitor as a fighter and he's a fierce competitor until the day he dies. So I know that I'm in for a hell of a fight, but I'm very, very confident. I'm just really looking forward to the fight and I just can't wait to do my job and give it to him. It must be weird. He is your competitive rival, your great rival, and, you know, there's been a lot of bad blood. I don't know how much of that is legit, but it seems as though you two don't like each other, but it must be weird then to have to sort of work together for this period to get the fight happening. Uh, <laughs> hence, we're fighting uh, in Adelaide because we couldn't come to an agreement with one of the major cities. So, um, look, we don't get on. It's genuine. There's a lot of feeling, um, you know, it's 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 com- it's competition. When it means something like this, it's like the it's like the fight behind the, the shed at school. Everyone wants to know what's going to happen. <laughs> if you get the result that you're very confident that you will, will this be your last fight, Danny? Do you think? I will be fighting for a long time to come because my daughters, you know, my daughter and my son, they don't always do what the old man wants them to do. So I've always got a battle on my hands. 
But um, as far as a professional fighter, without doubt, this is going to be a great way to finish my career. All right. Well, it's going to be some event, and uh, it, it's Adelaide Oval. When is it? When's this happening? Tickets go on sale on Thursday, Dan, but it's February 3rd. February 3rd. Ah, that perfect period. So cricket, people are just about over cricket. Footy hasn't arrived yet. There we go. Beautifully done. Danny Green, we well, I think we're going to speak to you many times between now and February 3, but congratulations. It's a great, I mean, it's, you know, people are going to have their say about whether you're too old or, you know, there are other, other boxes we should be looking at. But this is going to be one of the great events of Australian boxing. You did it 10 years ago and you're doing it again. So congratulations. All the best. Thanks, mate. And we've put ourselves in this position. No one's given it to us. We've made this available because of what we've done in our careers. And that's why this is available to us. That's why this opportunity is here. No one gave it to us. Yeah. We've made it happen, both of us. Supply and demand. If there was no demand, we wouldn't be pumping up a fight at Adelaide Oval. So uh, you, people are getting what they want. This is the Rush Hour. Uh, and we'll have more after this. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form with animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly. Sports update. Uh, a couple of updates from The Shield. Now, we're not the Sheffield Shield update show, but we'll do it today because uh, we are heading into the first test. Steve Smith looking good. 98 not out against the Queensland Bulls as the Blues uh, 2 for 229 in the day-night game there. And most importantly, Sterlo, Sean Marsh. 28 not out for WA, but he's got through 70 balls and, by all reports, relatively, un- well, unscathed. So if he can get through this match, then he should be fine for next week. Okay. Yeah, we, we need him firing. It's been a little while. Well, that batting lineup. now he played in the last test and scored 100. Moses Enriquez was batting number five. So, uh, and Mitchell Marsh was in the team as well. Well, that's, when you have back, look back through the great Australian teams... They always had a quality all-rounder, didn't they? Like, come here, six, seven or eight, well, no, seven or eight, who could come in and was like having a, 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 a first-class top-order batsman that could take wickets yeah. as well. You know, your Gary Gilmores, these kind of players. We haven't had anyone that really has filled that role for a while. Uh, Not that I can think of. Well, you wouldn't imagine Enriquez and Marsh Mitchell would play together in, the, in Brisbane, so... You would imagine Kawaja and Burns might be fighting out for that last spot. Anyway, uh, that first test is eight days away. Tonight, it's the second semi of the FFA Cup. Melbourne City and Melbourne victory at Amy Park. Winner plays Sydney FC in about a month. The Sydney Kings have now won four straight in the NBL with another win over the Illawarra Hawks. And the NBA season starts tomorrow morning, our time. Andrew Bogut and Matthew Delavadova have to wait another day for their team debuts for Dallas Mavericks and Milwaukee Bucks, respectively. Yeah, and I tipped you into a winner on the weekend, Dan. You haven't thanked me. I tipped you into into Winks and the trifecta, and <laughs> uh, I've seen nothing from it. Nothing I had at 20, all. I had a four-way box trifecta, four horses, hoping that there'd be an upset. And I just had Winks and Hartnell in there because I thought, well, they're going to fill the placings, probably. My $24 investment brought me back $24.50. Wait, you had a win. Yeah, it doesn't get the other eight bets I had on the race, including first fours that went belly up. Well, you'll get get it back this weekend, the best weekend of racing all year, this uh, this Saturday leading into Melbourne Cup, obviously. Uh, Do you like anything in the Cup? There. It's it's. I know there's a lot of overseas raiders, but do you, have you worked anything out? I have a little double running Al Moonquith. Uh, ah, very good. Uh, because I love a horse that flies home at the end of the Caulfield Cup. Yeah. And what about you? 
I've always thought Excess Knowledge was a Melbourne Cup horse. Been a bit disappointing. Uh, one of Gay's, and I think she thought it would run better than the fourth placing on the weekend, but I'll probably have something on it. I don't think it's a high-class field, uh, and obviously when you've got so many foreign raiders in there, it's hard to work it out, but... Uh, I, I love I love this Saturday. It's it's the best days racing all year. Okay, now what would you have done if your the wedding you went to last Saturday <laughs> was this Saturday? Now don't tell me, don't tell me that uh, you would have you now you would have been a good boy. You would have found a way to listen to those results. N- n- no, I've, I've done that before, and um, it nearly ended in divorce. Um, I I didn't hear a race on the weekend. Uh, the wedding was fantastic. Um, but it's not on this weekend. Hang on. I, what, sh- I what, shall make up for it. What time were, were, were the vows? What time was the actual ceremony? Three o'clock. Oh, Three. Mate, that gives you plenty of time to get to a somewhere, a TV in the venue for the Cox Plate. No. <laughs> no. No. Your Trust. wife's listening, isn't she? Because I don't think you're telling me the truth. She doesn't I? need to listen to uh, me. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she, she knows how, how scared I am. Now, we were going to play a song, but we've run out of time quickly. Oh, sorry. Bevan French uh, has been re-signed mm. by the Eels until the end of 2019. That was broken by the Sunday Telegraph, confirmed today by Parramatta. Yeah, I like him. Um, you know, he's, he obviously needs a, an off-season to build himself up, but he is, he is blessed with something that every player would love, maybe above everything else, and that is blinding speed. Uh, what, 19 tries, 13 games. Uh, he's an investment in the future, and I think he's only going to get better and better. The, conf- the, the, the coach has already shown confidence in him by saying that he will be at fullback next year. Um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I don't think they would pay too much money at the moment and hopefully he'll be worth a whole lot more in a couple of seasons as well. But boy, he can move. You reckon they would have had to pay a little bit this time? Because now, Um, a a good year... Yeah, look, as long as they didn't pay overs, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, he's he's a good player, but he's untested over a period of time. But uh, as I say, he he knows how to get the football over the line and when you can do that, you are very advantageous to an NRL team. All right, well, you have to go, Sturlo, so I will say farewell. When do we see you again? Um, maybe next week. Next I don't week. know. We've got Melbourne Cup week. I don't know what's happening, but we'll be in touch. I think you might be on later in the week. Uh, this has been the Rush Hour. Talk to you tomorrow. The Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Sportsbet's new racing form. With animated speed maps, runner comments and expert tips, courtesy of Best Bets. Gamble responsibly.